1: Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Cheerson, she's Michaela. We've got Sean DePaz behind the computer screen. He'll join us in a little bit, but happy Friday, everybody. We're remote because
0: we got a new studio that we're in the process of setting up. Ooh, Heck yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. New studio, new everything, new office space. It's going to be so lit. I'm so excited for everyone to see it. Work has looked a little different. We've we've
1: been um, semi-professional movers this whole week. It's yep, been interesting. Sure um, also, shout out to Burrito Express for fueling our move this week. Uh, their burritos are bomb so grateful to be partners with them because uh i'm a big time taco burrito person in general and as soon as i saw that we were going to start working with them i know the sun devils work
0: a lot more with them but like i was so thrilled they're delicious they're so good there's not even words i can describe how much i love their burritos their breakfast supreme is my go-to i know sean loves it oh i was so happy it was the best day of my life when they brought burritos into the office while we were moving because i was tired Um, As you all well know, I don't like it when my heart rate gets above 80 and I can definitely say my heart rate like peaked at probably like 120 while we were moving and I was not happy about it. So Rio Express saved my life, came in clutch, and I'm super happy that we are partnering with them because (laughs) I know some of our Sun Devil
1: crew is going to be out there at their Tempe location tomorrow as well with Daniel Nagata signing autographs. He's bringing some of his teammates that include Ladarius Henderson, Elijah Badger, Omar Norman lot. So, um, you know, Mateo Ortiz Ortiz as well. So, uh, we're going to be thrilled to be out there for, I think this is like our kind of like our first event with them. Um, go get Mm -hmm. your, your autographs, um, go get to get to hang out some ASU football players as well as some of our Sun Devil crew. What's better than that?
0: Woo. See you there. See at burrito express on Saturday.
1: Tomorrow. It's almost the weekend. Uh, Oh my God. It's the weekend. That's that's the fun part about this show. We have arrived every time we do the show. It's like the weekend is freaking here. We made
0: uh, a baby.
1: Just want to take a second to say hello to some of our peeps in the chat. We appreciate you joining us. Hi, Ty, Chris, Charles Woodall Pike, Isaiah, um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Daniel, Thank you so much for joining us. We We definitely appreciate you. We have a fun show as well today. I'm really excited to get into it. What do you say? Should we do it? we should do it. Our first segment being say what? Say what? Our response to something that other people say that makes us say, say what? Say what?
0: Say what now? All right. So this is the biggest say what I've ever had. I am ready to go on the warpath with a torch and a pitchfork because I am so upset about (laughs) things. I don't
1: take it personally, but I do find it interesting just to kind of take a look at what some other media members are saying about the Cardinals and their expectations. So um, I just found it interesting. It was something that I couldn't just forget about. And that being the ringer published their predictions on how every NFL offense and defense will rank this season. So they have Arizona as the 17th offense and 31st ranked defense, which 31st means second to last. So <clears throat> um, they have written, as far as the offense goes, that the Cardinals have finished 13th, 19th, and 15th, respectively, in offensive efficiency why should we expect something different this year? They go on to cite Hopkins six game suspension, Murray stats without him last year, saying that he essentially turned into a mix of Sam Darnold and Andy Dalton without him, which is uh, highly offensive. And then
0: they cap sorry, it off by saying, <laughs>
1: Uh, Murray is talented enough to go off and put the team on his back, but given how comical the Cardinals off season was between the extensions for Kingsbury and Kime, along with the homework clause fiasco for Murray, the more likely scenario is that this thing gets ugly.
0: So. Tirsten, what did we ever do to the ringer? Like the ringer just woke up and chose violence against the Arizona Cardinals. I am like so confused about All like there are all these comments I feel like are so off base. Like, there is definitely some merit to certain aspects of their argument, but I feel like this is just another example of national media oversight. Like, it is so easy to look at the Cardinals on paper and just write them off, but if you really follow this team and you're paying attention to what they're doing. It's not that simple, and they're actually a lot better than what the Ringer is giving them credit for. But once again, I'm just going to chalk this up to national media being dickheads when it comes to anything Arizona-related because I just don't agree. I'm sorry, I don't agree with a lot of what they said.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely validity just when you're you're just taking a look at what has made national headlines between last year. The let's just take the end of last season and then the off season and heading into the new season, there was definitely a lot of things that stood out from a national perspective that were negative. Um, I like, if I were to pick this apart, just kind of like comment by comment, I just don't understand how Hopkins six game suspension means the Cardinals offense, like, isn't going to be good it's six games. Like, that's it. Like, yes, it's every game is important for sure, but they can survive without Hopkins for six games. The other thing, too, is I don't feel like this offense is going to take a step back. How could you feel like Kyler Murray is not going to get better? How could you feel that Cliff Kingsbury is not going to get better, especially with what we've seen out of him in camp, where for the first time really in his NFL coaching career, we're seeing him be more assertive and the type of leader that he really needed to grow into. He's not like that cool college. I'm going to be your best friend and relate to you. Um, at that level, like there needs to be some leadership out of him. And I think we're definitely seeing that from, from Cliff Kingsbury. So you could go down the line when Hopkins does get back, they're going to be loaded with weapons all over Kyler Murray. Um, and then I running back to their offensive line, they're coming back with kind of the same offensive line. They're a little bit older, which means they could certainly get injured, but they're a veteran group. And so you take a look at the offense as a whole, and I don't know how anybody could think that they're going to take a step back by any means and that things are going to get ugly. I don't think that there's been any true sign of all the off season crap is still like hanging over their heads. And it's like, I don't think anyone here in Arizona is concerned that any of that stuff at this point is going to be carried into the regular season.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think them oversimplifying the issue and saying that that offense is going to take a step back just because of DeAndre Hopkins not being able to play for six games, I think is a huge oversimplification and generalization on what's going on with the Cardinals offense. You kind of alluded to it, like Kyler Murray has gotten every better, has gotten better every year. Cliff Kingsbury has gotten better every year. The offense has statistically improved in every major category year after year under Cliff Kingsbury. So if you take a look at that, I think it's kind of ridiculous to just assume, oh, well, the Cardinals collapsed without DeAndre Hopkins in the last half of the season last year, so it's going to be the same for the first couple, six games this year because of DeAndre Hopkins not being available again. But I just don't think that's fair. Like you said, they have one of the most talented receiving groups, including the tight ends. You have... Zach Ertz and Trey McBride, who I'm really, really excited to see play this year because I think he's super talented. Rondell Moore is going to be the slot receiver to step up for Christian Kirk's absence. Um, AJ Green is AJ Green, but they also didn't mention anywhere in there that the Cardinals picked up Hollywood Brown. And I think Hollywood Brown is a key piece, a key feature in this offense. Obviously, they spent their first round draft pick on trading for him and the connection that he has with Kyler after playing with Kyler in college and this, like the camaraderie that they have and from seeing what we've seen from those two in camp, they look dynamic. Like they look like a great wide receiver uh, quarterback combo. And I just don't think it's fair to assume the world is revolving around DeAndre Hopkins and the Cardinals offense is suddenly going to fall apart because D hop isn't there. Is D hop a huge part of that offense? Of course. But I think that what, the Cardinals have in the receivers that they have and the tight ends that they have James Conner being the short run ball guy, like they're going to be able to generate a lot of offense. This is going to be a very high powered offense. And I think obviously DeAndre Hopkins is going to boost that when he comes back, but as they are right now, they're going to be just fine without DeAndre Hopkins.
1: JR says AZ sports won't gain respect until we learn how to establish a consistently good franchise. Yeah. Um, You know, unfortunately, it's just sort of like a trend in general that, you know, certain teams here in the Valley don't get respect. Um, Yeah, I think too, like until you also stop with some of the shenanigans that get bad attention nationally, then you're also not going to do that. So just the fact, and I get it, like they were definitely on the wrong side of the conversation uh, for a while there. So like, I get it. And a lot of people had a lot to say about Steve time and Cliff Kingsbury getting extended before Kyler Murray. I felt like it was what it was. They just, I felt like, I felt like they deserved extensions. And so, and that Kyler wasn't going to get his extension until the summer. And so I don't, I didn't get the outrage as to why that's a bad thing or why that was so comical to everybody else that that happened. So unfortunately it just, that's just the the collective. If you're not really paying a ton of attention to what's going on in Arizona, those are the things that you're going to gravitate towards and uh, inform your opinion uh, based off of those things. But good for Arizona then. Like, allow that to be... Uh, a motivating factor. Like you think that things here are comical. You think that we're going to take a step back on offense and on defense, which we're about to get to like, I'll take it personally and I'm more than happy to prove you wrong. And that's the way that I kind of look at it from not only like a fan perspective, um, but I would look at that from a player perspective. And again, this is just the, this is just the ringer. We're not, you know, you know, bashing them as a, as an organization or putting too much thought into what, how they feel about the Cardinals or anyone here in Arizona. But it's just interesting when you see these things sort of come across your timeline and you're like, wait a second, wait, wait, you didn't actually write that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I, but I also too, like, I don't feel like, negative headlines are uniquely an Arizona Cardinals problem. Like there are franchises that are getting dragged through the mud right now, but nobody seems to be harping on them as bad as they harp on the Arizona Cardinals. There has been turmoil for many teams outside of Arizona in the NFL But for whatever reason, to me, it just seems like they take the extra step further to antagonize and pick on the Cardinals for whatever reason, because I genuinely don't think that the negative headline issue is just an Arizona Cardinals issue. Like, I have seen plenty of headlines this offseason about other things happening with other football teams that, for whatever reason, glossed over and has no effect on how, like, they're going to perform as a team in the the, the eyes of the national media.
1: Yeah, also, don't forget that they started last season off 10-2, and like, How how you think that this off and 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 really I feel like the offense has only gotten better just because I know I know that Cliff and Kyler are both gonna take steps. You will eventually have D Hop back, you got Hollywood Brown. Uh so so anyway, you can't forget like what they did. They might have ended the season on a really bad note, but don't forget the way that they started out. This offense has a ton of potential. I agree. Um, a lot of people in the chat saying that winning changes the whole narrative. Josh Hunt saying winning hasn't seemed to change the narrative for the Suns, unfortunately. That is a whole other bag bag of words <laughs> uh, and a whole different conversation. We could have an entire show on that. But let's get to the comments on the defense. Um, so they Season ranked they them. Be the most upset. <laughs> <laughs> so they ranked them, again, second to last. As terms of, in terms of the, where they are projected to finish. The, they say the Cardinals defense has kept the team afloat at times throughout the last two years and has outperformed the offense. But 2022 could be ugly. Again, there's that ugly word that they seem to like – want to attach to the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals lost two key cogs edge defender, Chandler Jones linebacker, Jordan Hicks and free agency. Steve Keim used first round picks on Isaiah Simmons and Zaven Collins and back-to-back years, but neither looked like an impact player so far. And they go on to say this defense lacks talent. If Joseph can coach this group to a top 10 ranking again, he should be in the conversation as one of the NFL's brightest defensive minds. A more likely scenario is that the Cardinals defense takes a big step back in 2022. So that was, that was the the, I'm reading from the article. I didn't read the whole, like all of their thoughts, but again, there they go thinking that the, that the defense is going to take a big step back as well. Although they do give Vance Joseph praise and, Vance Joseph certainly deserves it. He's done a lot for this team was in conversation for a head coaching job in the off season as well. So VJ, we praise you. We know that he's the right guy to be the defensive coordinator, but does he have the personnel? The ringer doesn't think they do.
0: Um, oh, I have so many thoughts. I have so much rage boiling within me. Um, first of all, we all know where I'm from. We all know my experience with Vance Joseph as a head coach a little jaded when it comes to that so for me to give vance joseph praise takes a lot but it is deserved and he is genuinely one of the best defensive coordinators in the nfl hands down bar none so i'm glad that they at least gave him credit but they said quote the defense lacks talent and that is off like so offensive that is just rude they've got J.J. Watt, Marcus Golden, Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, Byron Murphy Jr. That's like half of the defense, and those players are all extremely, extremely talented. Obviously, the secondary is another conversation that we can have. That is a very worrisome conversation, but to say that the defense lacks talent is insulting. Those are six or five or six players I had just named that are extremely talented individuals, and that I trust to be leaders on this defense. And look. Is the defense going to take a step back from last year? Probably. They lost those two key players in Jordan Hicks and Chandler Jones, which I do not agree with. I think they should have kept both of those players here. Steven Collins is a complete wild card, and Isaiah Simmons, we haven't really seen a lot from yet, so we don't really know what to expect. But to rank them 31st, there is no shot in hell this team has a bottom five defense. There are teams in the NFL that can't even operate as an organization. And you're going to look me in the eyes and you're going to tell me that the Arizona Cardinals have a bottom five defense. Get out of here. That is so off base and completely unrealistic. I'm sorry, but I'm not buying it. Like that is just bull poopy. I, just
1: say. <laughs> look, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's something that i would say yeah i definitely agree with you i you know here's the thing the cardinals i'm hoping are still going to sign a corner and i think that's the biggest glaring defense or yes glaring thing on this defense right now there's still time though uh, get yourself a corner i thought it was interesting i i don't think it put a very good taste in people's mouths today when cliff kingsbury said that antonio hamilton is surpassing marcus uh or uh Uh, Marco Wilson, geez, Uh, surpassing Marco Wilson as the number two corner next to Byron. I think everyone is like, first off, we had higher expectations (laughs) (laughs) for Marco Wilson heading into this year. He was expected to be that number two guy, but also like, we need another name in there at minimum for depth purposes, so I get it. Like that is a very worrisome group and you could certainly make your case for what the pass rush is going to look like, especially without Chandler Jones. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be by committee this year, but it gives yeah. guys an opportunity to step up. Like, you know, I, I they're not the second to worst defense, like by any stretch of the imagination. No. Like I, I it, no. it just, how could anybody think that i do not know especially now maybe the cardinals make a move they get another corner in here and like that perspective is completely thrown out the window so i guess they were working with what they had but you know what more how can you even like what more do you even need to say they're they're definitely
0: yeah. not that bad not even close to being that bad no the only team that they have worse than the cardinals right now is the bears which i'll say is fair But to put the Giants, the Jaguars, the Falcons, the, um, um, who else am I thinking of that has a bad defense? But yeah, to put those teams in front of the Cardinals, they can't even operate as a functioning football team in general. Like, what are we doing? I think that, I'm sorry, but that makes me like, my blood is boiling. That is like the most absurd statement in the whole world. Like, Is there some criticism that is warranted? Yes. Like you said, their quarterback room scares the bull poopy out of me. Um, (laughs) There are some major glaring concerns, but I think if anything, the criticism that is most fairly deserved is the criticism about what they did or didn't do in the off season. They sat on their hands and they did not bring in hardly anybody notable at all, actually. And that is where I think the criticism should be placed, especially considering that they knew, Their secondary was going to be an issue. And JC Jackson was sitting right there, um, which makes me so mad. But they still have $17 million roughly in cap space available, which again, I know you said that they're probably going to bring in a cornerback later, maybe next week. Hopefully, fingers crossed, they're going to use that cap space to bring in a quarterback because that's what they need. But I think if anything, the criticism about this team needs to be on the fact that they sat on their hands and they didn't do anything in the offseason to bring in bigger impact players to address some of the glaring holes that they have in their defense. Um, and hopefully they'll address that coming soon, but I just, I think it's absurd to rank them 31st. I'm sorry. I can't get over that. Like just, Oh, how yeah. Rude. my last,
1: my last, um, point that I kind of wanted to make too. And I, I heard the PHNX Cardinals crew talk about it yesterday is what the heck was going on with Robert Alford and why they didn't bring him back because there's an answer right there. You're not necessarily getting better than you were last year by bringing him back, but he's a veteran presence and he was a very solid defender for you last season. So why is he just like sitting at home right now? And so the PHNX Cardinals crew seemed to think that maybe there was something going on off the field where he uh, maybe offended Kyler or, you know, some, something happened off the field that, they're just like, all right, like we're done here. But why you wouldn't, why you would allow him, who could definitely help bolster your secondary, just be sitting at home? I, I, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I don't know. You just have to trust that Steve Kime has something up his sleeve, and that hopefully they're going to bring somebody in. I mean, they have to, um, to to help with that secondary. But that's a situation I, I do think it's very interesting that Robert Alford is just kind of sitting at home working out in his posting uh, bench press photos <laughs> in it, like a, this room in his house or something like that. And why he's just not out there with the Cardinals. So, yeah. uh, who knows? Yeah. So Trayvon says he can't stay healthy. Well, I, I get that, but he, like I said, he made a positive impact on that defense last year when he was out there. So at minimum, let's just say, you're going to add a little depth to your corner to your cornerback room. Why is he just sitting at home? Like, okay. Yeah. I, I, he, he made, and I, Johnny made uh pointed this out. I think he only made about $900,000 last year. He made like less than a million million dollars. So he's not, it's not like he's like this super pricey guy that's demanding a ton of money and he isn't worth, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, worth it because he can't stay healthy when he was out there, he made a positive impact and he is not a guy that's demanding a whole lot of money. So yeah. it's a, I don't understand it. It's like one of the off season mysteries.
0: Yeah. And I do want to be clear. Like I'm not saying that the Cardinals defense is the best thing since sliced bread. Like, obviously I do think that they are going to take a little bit of a step back this year. I just don't think being ranked 31st is fair criticism. Um, And I just, I think that the Cardinals are going to prove a lot of people wrong, which I mean, I'm excited for because proving people wrong is my favorite feeling in the whole world. Um, but I am being realistic about the situation. I'm not saying they're the best ever, but I mean, come on 31st. I just can't get over the number. I need to, I just need to stop. I need to stop before I get too mad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's a good time to move on because DJ Humphreys had a say what moment of his own after practice yesterday, when he was asked about the Ravens 21 game preseason winning streak, uh, that they're apparently super, super proud of. And it sort of stumped hump.
0: That's that's (laughs) exciting. I don't really. That's a that's a that's a new fact for me. I don't uh, I don't watch much TV, so I miss a lot of the like. You know, I'm a big Netflix and Amazon Prime guy, so I miss a lot of the like. I didn't know that. That's 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 pretty cool, man. (laughs) No, I don't know. No, no, no. I mean, knowing how everyone kind of approaches the preseason, is that one of the most bizarre winning streaks around? Um, I mean. That's a tough one. You guys stumped me with that one. I'm not, I'm not, I am lie. i do not really <laughs> even know how to feel about that. It's, it's exciting and strange all at the same time. I mean, it's winners, win, I guess, you know, you're trying to win. I would be um, like, I, can't...
1: <laughs> I would go back to, to the locker room and be like, yo, did you hear that the Ravens are like raving about this 21 game preseason winning streak? Like that's embarrassing. Let's end it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would have, been, <laughs> if I was Hump, I would have meandered my way back into the locker room as he slowly shuffles him and like, guys, we got to We got to do something. We got to make sure the Cardinals, we got to, uh, we got to end the Ravens win streak because we're not having this. But yeah, that was, fun. I love Hump. Hump is one of my favorite players on the team. Best person, best personality.
1: <laughs> I don't want the Ravens to be able to take pride in anything, even if it is just the preseason. So I <laughs> <You're> hope... <saying. laughs>
0: What did the Ravens ever do to you? What did the Ravens ever do? I forget, I forget, I forget forget your brands, Girly. Oh my goodness. Sorry, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. Yeah. That's Um, like saying what the Patriots ever did to me. So I'm sorry. I apologize. sorry. It's okay.
1: Forgiven. Yeah. So, but I also just like in general, if I was a competitor, I'd be like these MFers, like they think that they're something because they've got this preseason win streak going on.
0: Like, okay. Like whatever. I hope they just... The preseason is literally nothing to brag about. It's preseason football. And you've got your third string, like C team guys running around on the field out there. Like, let's calm down a little bit. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I'm a little (laughs) sick of hearing about that heading into this game.
1: But I would love, I would be so thrilled if there's, you know what, I feel like the wins in preseason more so are typically like, well, we stayed healthy and like, you know, these guys got some good reps in but there's actually something I feel like that the Cardinals have to play for beat the Ravens end this stupid streak. We'll never have to hear about it again. And I would love that. Like, there you go. There's something to play for.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of streaks The Cardinals need to beat this year. This can be the start of it.
1: All right. Well, last week, things got a little heated when we were talking about the state of college football here in Arizona. Oh, don't uh, remind <laughs> expectations for U of A versus ASU. Um,
0: not particularly <laughs> high,
1: but um, maybe they deserve a little more credit than we gave them. So um, I'll admit that. Uh, but you can, Put your money where your mouth is one way or another, however you think ASU, U of A, or any college football team is going to do this year. Uh, College football is basically back. So if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can use the promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any college football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. That is using that code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app again okay? minimum age i was like you know what i am pulling a um uh what's that movie the uh anchorman anchorman moment right now oh where yeah really off it. the screen and uh, the words are not accurate and i'm fumbling over myself so once again only at the DraftKings sportsbook app minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply see show notes for details all right i want to do some uh
0: did you see this
1: cheers Yeah, because we've got some good things on the internet this week. The internet,
0: once again, is undefeated, and I'm so happy that we get to talk about it on Did You See This? Chirsten, did you see this? Baby Ertz is here! Zach Ertz and Julie Ertz had their adorable baby boy. He was born yesterday, August 18th, 8.2, healthy 8.2 pounds. That's a big baby. I think I was only like 6 pounds when I was born. Um, and they named him the cutest name I think I might have ever heard. Madden Matthew Ertz, obviously named after the one and only Joe Madden. And this baby, I will say, is actually cute. I am terrified of babies. I am terrified of children. But this one is not so bad. So congrats to Zach um, and Julie Ertz. Let me
1: make a little note on it. It's John Madden, not Joe Madden. Oh, Madden. Madden. easy, what was easy to get it confused, but... Yeah, the cutest thing in the world. I love that name. I don't know what the relation is there, if there's like how deep it goes or whatever, like what the inspiration was for that. But cutest baby ever. Love the name. And I think Cliff Kingsbury had a kind of a funny comment as well when he was asked about it.
0: Yeah, so Cliff went up to talk to the media after Zach already had his baby and he let everybody know at his press conference that he had texted Zach to congratulate him And he said, that kid has got a standing scholarship to whatever NAIA school I'm coaching at in 18 years. (laughs) I love self-deprecating humor. And if I can say anything about Cliff Kingsbury, it's that he is really good at being self-deprecating. So love that relationship. Love that he's so supportive of his players and I just thought it was so funny.
1: (laughs) There's nobody better at self-deprecating jokes than Cliff Kingsbury. Nobody better. I've always respected his ability to do that.
0: Yes. If anyone can make fun of themselves, it's Cliff. So congrats again to Zach and Julia Ertz on your beautiful baby boy. We're so happy for you. You know what else I'm happy about, Chirsten? What? (sighs) Major League Baseball debuts have a special place in my heart because obviously we all know I love baseball. And as a fan of both the minor leagues and the major leagues, I know how much work it takes to get to the major leagues and how much minor league players sacrifice in their careers. And so whenever a minor league player gets called up, it's always the coolest thing in the world. And that is what happened to Stone Garrett. Three days ago now, he had spent eight years in minor league baseball and he finally got the call.
1: Where you at? Uh, how are you, there? Are you in bed? No, I'm in the living uh, room. You can't see me. Where's mom at? in bed. She put my insurance somewhere. Can you ask her? Can you go get it real quick?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm lying. You know why I'm calling you? Why? We're going to San Francisco tomorrow. I'm going to the big leagues. Yes.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Leave right. <laughs> right a as long, boy. <laughs> Are you
1: yeah, book your flights.
0: I have one question for you, Chirsten. How can you not be romantic about baseball? Ugh. Oh, it's absolutely impossible. That's like, honestly, that's the
1: best part. Hands down is when guys get called up and they're able to say like, I accomplished my lifelong dream. It is so cool. And getting to call your parents, your family members and say like, pack your bags. Like you're going to be here for my big moment for my debut. Like that is the most exciting thing about it. And it, it transcends, far past the sport. It just have being able
0: to have those moments. I love it. I know chills, goosey bumps everywhere. Um, like we said, he debuted early this week on Wednesday. He ended up heading fifth in the rotation. He had two hits and he drove in a run. Um, he played again on Thursday and also had a couple hits. So not too bad for your first major league starts. Congrats to Stone Garrett and his family. Like I said, there's so much sacrifice that goes into being a baseball player and a baseball family. So it was really cool to watch him share that moment. I like how he tried to like prank his mom by saying he needs her for the insurance stuff. Cause that's totally something I would do. Um, I'm clueless when it comes to being an adult. So I <laughs> would come up with any reason to uh, excuse to surprise my parents, but it was really cute. And I'm super happy for Stone um, who's worked really hard. There's actually been a couple of major league debuts this year for the Diamondbacks already. We had Buddy Kennedy earlier this year. Tommy Henry was called up a couple of weeks ago and has done a really great job on the mound out there for the X. And um, there are actually still some more on the way. I'm pretty sure we're gonna get to see the highly anticipated Corbin Carroll in September, which I am so stoked for. He has been the most highly touted outfield prospect in the Diamondbacks system for years. And he has been absolutely raking in both AA and AAA. So I'm excited to hopefully see Corbin Carroll sometime soon. And then we also have two pitchers on the way, which I am Almost as excited about because the pitching has always been, pitching development has always been disastrous in the Diamondbacks organization. I don't know what's going on, but they have a hard time developing pitchers. But both Brandon Pat and Ryan Nelson are expected to debut this year. Um, They have to put them on the 40 man before they're eligible for the Rule 5 draft coming up next year. So um they're definitely gonna get the call soon, which is gonna be super cool to see. Um and just more hopefully we'll get some more feel-good moments and more yeah. good call-up videos. <laughs> Silver lining with
1: the Diamondbacks being in the situation they've been in the last few years is we've gotten to experience a lot of call-ups and a lot of guys getting to accomplish their dreams. So that's always fun to watch.
0: Yeah, my favorite part of baseball. Uh you know what else is fun to watch? <laughs> What? NIL commercials when they are like this. Oh, I love this. Uh, this is my favorite NIL commercial I think I've ever seen. So DeColdis Crawford is a wide receiver for the Nebraska Corn Cuskers. Oh my gosh, what did I want to say? Um, and he came up, he came through with the most perfect NIL pairing. I'm not going to give too much away, but just remember, keep in the back of your mind, his name is DeColdis. Run the tape. I'm so glad we called SOS. Our AC is the
1: coldest. I'm always the coldest. SOS to the Hey, this is Dakota Crawford, ride receiver from Louisiana, S-O-S. now playing in Lincoln. S-O-S. When your AC isn't the coldest, you call SOS Heating and the Cooling. Their techs don't make commissions, so they give you an honest opinion, fair pricing, and longer warranties than a competition guaranteed. Take it from Dakotas. We
0: will keep you cool this summer.
1: SOS. S-O-S. S-O-S.
0: I'm sorry, but that is the most amazing commercial I've ever seen in my life. Like, congrats to DeColdis for being so willing to play off of his name and for, like, this amazing pairing. I think it's just perfect.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if anybody remembers him going viral, I think he went viral, like, a few years ago. Somebody put a fake middle name in there as to ever do it. So it was the coldest to, or something like that, the coldest to ever do it or something like that. And he went viral for that. And it was like that part was not real, but his first name was very much real. And so I kind of remember seeing that, like researching it years ago to see if like that was seriously his first name. And it was and then kind of forgot about it. And then now a few years later to see him pop back up with probably like the best NIL could uh, could. Uh, what am I trying deal? to say here? What collaboration. Say? You- okay, well, people. Okay, we're doing this from home, and I'm getting calls in on my computer, oh. and I keep looking at it, and I'm like, ah. Uh-uh. Uh, but anyway, to see him come up with like the best nil collaboration that I feel like I've ever seen is amazing. And if yeah. he's able to have a good sense of humor about his first name, that makes it all the better.
0: Yeah. What's even better? I know Jose in the comments said, "Pay the man." They did a study on the on the the campaign and the social media ad alone has already generated $105,000 worth of revenue for this company. Um, and what I love about the story too, is the owner of the heating and cooling company originally said that he was never going to get in the NIL deal world, but because of how perfect his name was, he just had to do it. And they're already thinking of a winter heating concept, which I can't wait to see. I'm sure it's actually going to be hilarious, but in, I've got to know if you were an athlete in the NIL age, what would be something that would be the perfect NIL deal for you? I don't know. I just feel like if somebody could just hook
1: me up with some outdoors gear, I will live in a tent. Like just <laughs> if it, you, I'll do like a whole experiment. Like we'll do thirty days in the woods with your camping gear, and I'll test it out <laughs> and like show everybody that it works. If somebody wants to just hook me up with a new like tent that maybe like goes on the roof of my forerunner. And like, first off, camping stuff is expensive. Mm -hmm. So just give me like a whole setup. And yes, brought to you by REI. Yes. There you go. That's a good one. REI is a perfect
0: one. REI. That that is
1: literally the,
0: yes, that would be my dream NIL deal is REI. My dream NIL deal would obviously be anything coffee because I drink at least two coffees a day. And if I can't have an IV hooked up straight to my blood veins with caffeine, I need at least two coffees a day. And I spend, I genuinely, this is going to horrify some people, but I think I've already talked about this on an episode of this podcast way in the past. I did my budgeting and I easily, easily spend $300 a month on coffee just on coffee. I know, I know, I know. It's horrible, it's horrible. So I think I would want to be sponsored (laughs) by a coffee brought to you by sleep number mattresses. Yeah, or a mattress company because I literally just lay in bed all day. Or the other thing I was thinking of besides coffee is a cat shelter, because I am absurdly obsessed with cats and I would love nothing more than to be in partnership with a cat company. Cleo! Um, because I am absurdly obsessed with cats. Cats and coffee is my like best, my best life. So I think they should have me sponsored by a cat shelter or something because I would get those cats adopted so quick. Those are my NIL.
1: Um, I don't know that shelters have the money to be shelling out NIL money,
0: but <laughs> I love your cats and coffee. Idea for sure. Cats and coffee. That's all Michaela is made of. Um, But speaking of partnerships, Maximum Fluffy. Yes, Cleo is Maximum Fluffy. Also, she loves coffee as much as I do and she licks the side of my (laughs) car. What is happening? (laughs) Get the condensation off. Um, So I found a cat that loves Starbucks just as much as I do and I'm convinced she is my soulmate. Okay, anyway, speaking of great partnerships, we are partnered with. Four Peaks Brewery, and it has been one of my favorite things in the whole world because I love Four Peaks beer. I know Cheerson loves Four Peaks beer. They have a wide variety of any beer that you could possibly want. The Hazy IPA is my favorite. I know it's Cheerson's favorite, too. They've got um, the Pumpkin Porter. That's the seasonal for fall, which I'm super excited about. They've got the Peach Golden Ale. So many great beers that you can try and pick up anywhere that you get your groceries. We are also about to do our last Wednesday at the Four Peaks Brewery just around the corner in Tempe. Join us all day at the Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe on August 31st for good fun, good food, the chicken tendies, and good beer. So we hope to see you out there. We'll be out there all day from 11 to 5. Speaking of last Wednesday, we'll also be announcing our winner of the Toast of the Month sweepstakes who will be winning our $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of their choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Go to gophnx.com, click the join tab, and you can enter the sweepstakes there, or you can click the link in our show show notes. Must be 21 or older, enjoy responsibly. Oh, oh my God, all right. Everyone is loving my cat. It just brings me so much joy. I'm so distracted by the cat. <laughs> um, I yes, cool. Usually,
1: I appreciate the look inside your life with your cats and coffee i do i'm having the hardest time concentrating from home today like there's too <coughs> many too many things going on at my brain is like everywhere i'm ready to get back into our new studio and i
0: can't wait for everybody to see it as well i know yeah me too well before you short out let's just do one more thing because i we have to talk about this here sim i am mind boggled bedoozled bamboozled all over the place with what is happening with tom brady right now um obviously we all know he hasn't reported to training camp any camp at all um nobody can tell us where he is he has basically disappeared off the face of the planet Bruce Aries doesn't know where he is nobody knows where he is we are confused we don't know what's going on and a theory has been floated around on the internet I want to give out a shout out to my friend Kendall who kind of did a whole video breakdown on this on TikTok that Tom Brady is actually a contestant on the mask singer. And I actually kind of buy into this. Like I have gone down this rabbit hole of believing that Tom Brady is on the mass singer right now. I mean, we've seen athletes do it in the past. Antonio Brown did it, which like don't ever use Antonio Brown for a model for anything in life, but anyways, Gronk did it. So I kind of bought into this here. So it kind of checks out. What do you think?
1: Um, Real quick, it was Todd Bowles. So Todd Bowles is now the head coach of the Bucks. So he oh, was, Todd Bowles. he said, yeah, I know. Uh, but so he said he's unsure of like exactly when he's going to return or what's going on. Obviously, whatever he knows, he's probably not going to say anyway. But yeah, I don't really know what to make of it. It would be pretty wild. And I, if he seriously is just filming for the masked singer, if you, there's a whole whole rabbit hole on the internet that's trending right now that you can take a trip down and see how the dates line up and why they think that he's filming for the show and whatever. I feel like it would be highly irresponsible to commit to unretiring, to play for the Bucs again, and then to just leave the team and go shoot a show like the mass singer like listen the mass singer is going to be waiting for you when you actually do hang it up like this is not a once in a lifetime opportunity that tom brady just could never pass up or he needs the spotlight or he needs the money or whatever the case is i have a really hard time buying into this theory i say it's completely false I understand people are just trying to figure out what the heck is actually going on with him. And this is how speculation and rumors begin is when you don't give any glimpse into what actually is going on. People run wild with anything they can possibly grasp. Now, I think it's funny, but this, in my opinion, is a really, 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 really bad look if that's actually what he's doing.
0: I I don't know. I feel like I believe it just because... <laughs> that, uh, Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Okay, I'm fine. Um, I believe it because I think Tom Brady. Okay, if you guys don't know, I hate Tom Brady. Tom Brady has terrorized me for years and years and years, sharing the AFC with my favorite team, and so I'm the biggest Tom Brady hater. I have fully drank in the haterade on this situation. So I think Tom Brady is an egotistical like over self-inflated just like big head type of person and i wouldn't put it past him to be like i'm good enough at this whole football thing i've got so many super bowl rings i already know the playbook in and now like let's just go have fun and go on the mass singer so that more people can give me attention and i just i don't know i for whatever reason when i pictured tom brady in a mass singer suit costume whatever it is i can totally see it happening Um, And I wouldn't put it past him to do something like this because I just think that he's egotistical and he thinks that he has already reached a level of greatness with football and he doesn't need to be at camp. And why not? Just live while you're young. Let's have a great time. So yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. I can kind of see it happening. And um, I wouldn't be shocked if the season comes out and we see Tom Brady's head under one of those scary ass costumes that they have designed for that show. (laughs)
1: Yeah, do you want to give like a quick rundown on what exactly that show is? Because I have
0: n- I have no earthly idea what actually goes on. Okay, so it's genuinely the corniest television show I've ever seen. And I am a reality TV show fiend. Like if I'm doing anything while lying in bed, it's watching reality TV and drinking coffee. So it's this concept where they get like a bunch of celebrities to come and perform every week a song that they choose. And the judges, there's three of them, they have to just try to figure out who the Masked Singer is, who each one is. And every week, one of them gets eliminated. And when they get eliminated, then they it's like revealed who the singer is. And they've gotten some like pretty big name celebrities on the show before. But like the costume, there's just something about it that's so corny to me. I don't know. I can't really put my, my finger on it. I just don't really like it. I don't like the show. Um, but the costumes that they have the celebrities in are so elaborate. They are literally like, Toe to head covered. Um, yes, here is a beautiful example. Um Tirsten is the I think that's the lightning bug. Um I love that Sean is the uh circus uh tent uh conductor, what are they called? In the middle, and then I am the clown. Thank you a lot for that, Sean. Um a <laughs> jester, I, I think. Um I think that was a little personal. Um <laughs> But yeah, so these are what the costumes look like. And it's just this whole production thing. And the singing is usually really bad. I think the best singer that's ever been on it is T-Pain because T-Pain got to sing without auto tune, and he's actually a brilliant singer. Um, but yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if they like put Tom Brady in one of those getups and he took the head off and it was Tom Brady under there. I genuinely would not be shocked.
1: <laughs> so I will say um, Todd Bowles said that the departure was planned long before training camp which Mm. a lot so like that's another one of the reasons why people are like okay well that makes sense like he knew that the show was coming he knew that the taping was coming maybe he knew like even while when he was retired that he was he had committed to it and we decided to unretire it was on the table like hey uh i already made this prior commitment i don't want to go back on it you know the contract sign or whatever the case is and so they were like okay understood we'll let you go do that. Like we don't necessarily need you in training camp anyway. We don't need, we're ne- you're not going to play in the preseason and we know you're going to be ready to go week one. So it was worth it for them to kind of make that agreement. And like also would understand why not only could nobody talk about it, but Todd Bowles is just really legitimately not worried about it. Like, I don't know what's going on you know, obviously he's not going to say this, but like dude's filming a show. He'll be back when he's back. I can't even say anything like not worried about it. And that's why, you know, whatever, but I, I don't know, maybe there is some freaking truth to it. I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird. And how does that make, how, how like, how would that make your teammates feel too? where you're nobody knows where you're at when you're like, I mean, I guess he said he was going to be back. So at a spy certain times, so like I, I obviously I get that, but like, Tom's not working in practice. You know, your receivers aren't getting the reps. Maybe they were hoping to have I mean, I, I, I don't know what, maybe it means absolutely nothing and nobody gives a crap and they just know he's going to be back and nobody feels like they're going to miss anything. I just think the whole thing is really, really bizarre.
0: Yeah. It, it's a very bizarre thing. The, the way that the dates sign up is really weird. And after Tom Brady pulled up Brett Favre 2.0 and did the whole retire unretire thing which I was not shocked by at all because again egotistical um <laughs> anything was on the table and like you said maybe he agreed to do this when he retired and couldn't back out of it when he unretired and so now he's just stuck in the contract and they're like all right well we guess we'll make assurances for it and you can go do whatever you want to do on the Masked Singer but I wouldn't be shocked I genuinely would not be shocked, here, Like. If this show Aries and he pops out, I'm going to say I freaking like knew it because this is totally something he would pull. And I think if he was in a costume, they would absolutely like do anything that they could to give him the most ridiculous costume <laughs> out of all the ones that they have. Oh, it's a frog. Okay. Sean got mad that I called myself a jester and it's a frog. I don't know if that's better. I, I think that's actually kind of worse. I don't know how I feel about that. Those things are terrifying. I'm They're sorry, get that off. Oh yeah, my God. that is nightmare fuel and a half. So no those are those baby. are people in
1: costume on the actual show. That's what that looks like. That's weird. Yeah.
0: that's weird. Yeah, bizarre. Chris says
1: but- Chris says it's Tom Brady. His teammates don't care. That's probably that's probably what it is. I I, I would assume. I mean, the dude can as long as it doesn't affect week one and anything after that, I mean, I don't think anybody actually cares,
0: but interesting, 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 interesting. Uh, this show has been interesting. <laughs> Jason couldn't speak. My cat was looking my coffee cup. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. This is a great show. You guys make this show awesome. You know what else is great? Freaking OGs are great. And I'm about to go take like eight and take a nap in my said that I hope we'll get sponsored one day. Um, Shout out to our friends at OGs. OGs, we want to give you some free stuff. You can enter our fruit flavoring life sweepstakes. One winner will receive three, yes, three bags of OGs, including orange creamsicle and tropical flavors, an OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Sign up at gophnx.com. Again, you can go to our website, click the join tab and enter the sweepstakes there. Or you can click our show notes for details. Make sure you check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on their Instagram at OGs Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. I can't recommend the Orange Creepsicle Stevia 10 milligram option enough. It is my favorite. You can also pick up their seasonal pina colada flavor, the creamy coconut and the pineapple. Mwah. But you must be 21 years or older to purchase. <laughs> I know
1: a lot of our, uh, our PHNX crew, as well as some OGs, Peeps will be out at Maya in Old Town Scottsdale tomorrow as well for a pool party. So if you guys are planning on heading out to that, would love to to hang with you. I know they they all every, we actually I was going to say they know how to party. We all know how to party. So it's always yeah, fun when the <laughs> crew goes out.
0: Going to be a good time. It is going to be a good time. Just like our show was a good time. You guys, thank you so much for watching, for commenting along. We love it when you watch the show and you comment along with us. It honestly makes our day. If you want to make our day even more, head on over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to our podcast, leave us a five-star review. It genuinely helps us so much. You don't have any idea how much that helps. Um, like our YouTube video, subscribe on YouTube, head over to gophnx.com and become a member. We're a family, a weird dysfunctional family that loves cats and REI. And we want you to join our family, sign up for a membership. You can get your first month for only 50 cents, or if you sign up for an annual membership, you'll get a free t-shirt from a PHNX locker. We also have a members only discord, which is super fun. That thing is lit 24 seven. We talk about sports. We got our Madden league going on. There's so much cool things about being a PHNX member that you don't want to miss out on. So sign up. Kirsten, you have any fun plans
1: this weekend? Um, Not yet. I'm going to
0: maybe like sleep. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. <laughs> we need to sleep. We need to sleep. That's, we need a good rest. That's, uh, that's fun for me. We're going to help move into the new office and get that thing going. So I'm so excited for you guys to see it. Thank you again so much for tuning into the show. Kirsten. I hope you have a great weekend.
1: Back I'll- at you. Have a great weekend, we'll everyone. See-
0: <laughs> we'll see you next week at 1230 on Friday. Bye.